did all this happen? I know a little bit of the backstory, but I want well, I want all our viewers to know. Well, how, did, of, how did Missile Bates a lot come of it, to be? A lot of it started with um, working for a lot of other companies and kind yeah. of analyzing what they do right and what they do wrong, and yeah, saying. Man, if I, you know, they need to do this, they need to do that, and then, as I was working with the Spro Corporation, I was, I really enjoyed the debate, debate design portion. Yeah. And and then I liked promoting and talking about it because I could tell somebody why every single thing was done on this certain bait because I designed it, and so I wanted to do that for the soft plastics, and I, I had a couple opportunities to do that for other companies. And I, I declined. I turned I turned them down, and I said no. Nope, I want to I want to do it myself. Um, and initially, I was thinking I'd maybe have a partnership, and and you know different situations arose where that didn't that didn't work out. And then so I ended up doing it doing it myself, and we came out with five baits initially. Shannon was with me from from day one. Day one. Um, before, yeah. Before he even started working at Missile Baits, he was doing all my website and doing all my video production stuff. What, John, why why you guys are having conference calls? Is Shannon doing the soundtrack <laughs> at Missile Baits? Start next week. Start next week. See, you know he he's ever since you know ever from that point all the way till now he's working gigs on the side for extra money. So I would go. And I would be on the microphone while he's doing gigs and talking fishing. And I, man, do you think we can get together next week? And you know, he's playing in a gig, and he said, "Yeah, sure, that sounds good." No, That's but uh, but seriously, we uh, he's been with me from from day one on all this stuff. And when I wanted to design, start designing soft plastic, we, you know, we'd go out there, and he and I would test them, and and you know, he'd have one hook, and I'd have another hook, and we got there and you know, rack on a few and. Like yeah, this I think this bait works, and I remember the first time it was probably what like the fifth or sixth prototype for where we got the D bomb right. Yes, I think it was about the yes. sixth. And you remember we went down to that pocket just below Mormons on Smith Mountain. Yep. And I pitched it in the water, and then I was reeling it in, and I looked over at you and I said, "Did you see that?" And he goes, "What?" I said, "Watch this." Pitched it in there, I reeled it in. And the little the little tails were yeah. flapping. Yeah. I sit and I flipped it back in there, and then it, it sailed on the way down. But when you reeled it, it they would flap. Yeah. And man, and then you you reel it and you stop it, and the, the little arms would just not stop. They just kind of wag around. Yeah. And I said, I think this is the one. Yeah, because we sent right. them back a couple of times because yeah. they were too thick. The flappers. That's right. Yep. Were too thick. Yep. They didn't have enough action. Right. Yeah. So you you had to get it right, right? So there's a lot of people watching oh, yeah. that are aspiring bait designers. And they're thinking, oh man, those guys slept one night and had a dream, and they woke up the next morning and I mean, there it was. But it was yeah. more than I that, mean, right? Some people just send a, a company a bait and say, do that. But that's easy, man. If if I want to if I want to fish with a bait and it's already available on the market, I'm just I'm not going to waste my yeah. time. I'm not going to waste a mold maker's time. I'm not going to waste a soft plastic manufacturer's time. I'm just gonna go buy that bait. Yeah. I mean, if I want to fish a Zoom Fluke, I, I mean, I fished a bunch of different styles similar to that. Zoom Fluke's a fantastic bait. Yeah. It still is. Yeah. I mean, it's tough to beat for its category. Yeah. But there's a lot of different actions that you want to have in soft plastics, and 
uh, as far as flipping creature baits go, there was a, a lot of them that were on the market were very limited. You know, either they had terrible hookup ratios or didn't have any action when you were just barely moving them or something. There was some problem as I saw it with them. So that's why I designed the D-Bomb the way it was and, and all the other soft plastics the way they were because they had specific deals that I wanted to do. And that's what we, this, we do the same thing with missile jigs. You, yeah. you, you know, you come to me and say, we need a finesse flipping jig. I Because, I, I mean, knowing you for as long as I've known you, Dude, that is a big part of your game is a finesse flipping type compact flipping jig. And I mean and and you and I've talked about it before. You struggled to find the right one. Yeah. And it didn't exist. And then we got together, we got the the mini flip, we got it right, we put the right skirt on it, we got the head balanced, we got the weed guard angle just right. I mean there's a lot of components to that. Yeah. It's not an easy jig to manufacture, I I can tell you that right now. Yeah. And but we got it and we nailed it. Yeah. And and now we did that th- same thing with the headbanger as far as offshore structure jigs go. There's nothing that comes through offshore structure as well as that headbanger, yep. man. It is the deal. Crawls through it. Crawls through yep. it. Well, it was before, you know, like we got into the jigs. You know, my my deal was a jig's a jig. Beside you know, beside the skirt and the head yeah. design, it's, it's yeah. a jig. Yeah. Throw it out there, skirt, whatever. But and a lot of people you know that I fish will say, "Oh, a jig's a jig." Yeah, no, absolutely. It's not. not. Yeah. We guard, hook, keeper. There's so many little head, little yeah. pieces to yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. The the way it yep. falls. Yeah. You know, can you bring it through wood? Will it yeah. get hung up? Yeah. A lot. And yeah. we got a new one coming. New one coming. Brand new. Not yeah. not out yet. Wow. Now now I want everybody at home watching and listening. This is big. This is news. Tune in I don't here. Think, Tune in. Tune in. Because I don't think... You, you, what, what do you want to say about it? Do you, I, I'm going to put you on the spot. Give give them a little teaser of, of I, what's coming. I'd say if you like the mini flip... Yes. But you want a strong like bull version. Strong like bull. Strong like bull. <laughs> yes. You want a big strong like bull with a bigger profile... You might yes. be getting what you're asking for. Wow. little teaser, Pete. Very so nice. Coming. Yeah, I'm looking That's forward awesome. to seeing it. Uh, I have, a, I have a question. What do you got? All right. I'd like to step back a little bit, right? You've figured out your little flappers. You got them right on your D-bomb, yeah. right? This, this is a killer bait. But having a killer bait is nowhere near enough, right? You're about no. to take on Zoom. Yeah. And Yamamoto. The world. And, and, the, and, and beavers. And try try to get on the shelf somehow. How how, how was that transition? And how did how'd you accomplish that? Well, yeah, I mean, the bait design is a big portion of it. And that's kind of our golden rule is that if the baits don't catch fish, everything else doesn't is worthless. So as long as the baits catch fish, you, you can do all the other parts and it'll make sense. But um, the other parts are very important and a lot of that is personal relationships and making sure that you're pricing correctly to where you're selling to your distributors at the right price your big box retailers at the right price and you're selling to your dealers at the right price and you do not compromise each one everybody is the same um, I don't care how you know big the account or how little the account you need to put everybody on a level playing field and I'm surprised you know, just from knowing the industry at the number of, of other other companies, I should say. The, most of the major ones, you know, like the Flambeau and Rappel, they don't do that. They, they do it the right way. They, they do a level playing field, but a lot of times they, they don't give 
each other, and then so that man it causes a lot of animosity amongst dealers, yeah. amongst distributors. Gotcha. There's a whole and amongst you know big box retailers. So uh, I don't. Yeah, I make sure that everybody's on a level playing field. You price protect each level. Everybody seems to stay. I mean, I had a call 10 minutes before I got here from a distributor talking about somebody else's pricing. And I said, man, if you just wait, everything will work itself out because they can't sustain that pricing. Because I promise you they're buying that the same it's the same price you are. I do not give any preferential treatment. You know that. You full well. So I mean, just doing business the right way, I feel like. Is is another big part of continuing to to make headway in in the game. Yeah. How how now? How long after you launched the D bomb was was it Ish's big win that, yeah, that that blasted it onto the scene? That put it on the map. Um, he he went down to Okeechobee in 2010. Or no, 20 was it 20? Well, he won one before we even had a name for it. FLW. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, he did. And then, and then it was uh, we we came out wow. five years ago, and you know, it was 2012. Excuse me. Um, and then, and tw- after 2012, uh, in March of 2012, we had that Oka- the last Okeechobee Elite that we were down there, and he won it, blew it out, blew it he, out, and he caught every fish on a D bomb, either on a jig or by itself, and the D bomb was all of a sudden like. People were were tuning in to find out what it was, right. and the 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 buyers from the Dick's Sporting Goods were watching. They knew exactly what he was talking about and what he was saying. So when our people went in there and were talking with them, and they put our bag of missile baits, D bombs, on the table, the guy said, "Yeah, that's what Ish was fishing with," and he said John was fishing with it too, and. They knew exactly what it was. They put it in. They ended up putting in 300 stores before they left the building, and the rest is history. They and Dix has Dix has been a great partner for us over, over the years. Wow. Uh, Tackle Warehouse, fantastic partner. Uh, but one thing one thing uh, Dix is doing right now is they're coming out with it. We have a new stick bait called the 48, and it's only going to be available at Dix Sporting Goods through uh, starting in March, from March till July. Then everybody's going everybody's going to have it. We're going to come out with more. Better colors, and uh, that thing is—it's really slick. If you if you like throwing a stick bait, pretty pretty dirty. Forty-eight. Where's Shannon's, the name forty-eight Shannon, come from? Shannon's rustling the bushes over here because it's that's my bag. it's four point <laughs> eight inches long, and uh, Brian's coming out here because this is his personal bag. We're giving that. What do you mean? We're giving that stuff away. <laughs> that's he a asked, gift bag. He asked tonight. for some of this stuff, but here's a, here's a little sneak peek at the forty-eight. I don't know if you can. Zoom in Ooh, on it, get, get but a it's a little close. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brian, to come <laughs> but that's Ooh. it right there. Ooh. It's uh, it's a very dense. It's not our normal plastic. Uh, we had to mess around to get the formulation just right. Get a close up of that, Brian. It's a cool looking bait. You should have got a close up of it. Brian's been smashing them all winter on the little shockwave. By the way, if y'all haven't been watching that's his, why his social media, I, know, I looked in there true. and yeah. saw like. Three or four bags of shockwaves. Secrets. Yeah. Giving secrets away back there. Yes. Well, he's, he's got, got those... some videos we posted on uh, Facebook where he caught, like, what, a seven-pounder and then a five-pounder? Yeah. Five and a six. Five and it a actually six. Good look at that bait. They eat yeah. They eat all all of the other fish in that lake that he was fishing. Yes. Yeah. Now, yeah that, I... that 48 is very versatile little bait. I mean, everything from wacky rig, drop shot. Uh, you can cut it in half, have two Ned rig baits. Uh, you can you can rig it backwards 
and then put a 30-second ounce nail weight, and it'll shimmy going backwards away from you. Ooh. I mean, it's dirty. So Ooh, a lot, a lot like of cool that. stuff. You yeah. know, that's, that's, that's what we neat. try to do is bring stuff out nobody's seen, nobody's heard of. Yeah. And you uh, just got the density of the plastic that is special about that. We, we had a denser one that, that, that would fall at the correct rate so that it would have the right shimmy. Gotcha. That's the whole key. Yeah. I mean, Yamamoto nailed that years and years ago. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, nobody has been able to duplicate it correctly. Uh, and that's why Yamamoto is still so good. They're still so good. And that is a, uh, Cinco is a phenomenal bait. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 48's shaped differently. And so you can do more and different things with it. You can do some of the same things, but you can do more and different things. And that's that's what... That's what Missile Baits does. That's what yeah. Missile Baits Excellent. is. And it was cool because when we got the prototypes, we went to the pool. Yes. And we had some other baits, and we was comparing it, and it was just like the drop, you know, once you saw, Once you saw that shimmy. Yeah. Doing unique stuff. Yeah. Forget about Weird it. Weird boner. Now, whose pool? <laughs> Did you use Takahiro's pool? <laughs> uh, is that the? Was we it? went to the Miley Cyrus in... The wrecking ball. The wrecking ball in. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Now, I, I want to, uh, Shannon, I, I'm going to put you on the spot. Tell us a little bit about how you two met. I want to know the story of how you met Johnny. Uh, and I think I was just getting into, Where'd like, a public restroom. As, <laughs> that was the second time. That was the second meeting. Yeah. Was we was at a urinal, and he was, like, looking over, and I was like, what's it? I looked over. <laughs> They're about the same. Good, good job, <laughs> dude. <laughs> no, but uh, I think it was – I emailed you, right? Yeah. Just like cold emailed Out of the blue. Because I was doing like web design on yeah. the side, and I was like, I don't want to do a bass fishing website because, you know, I just started bass fishing. Yeah. And uh, so I just sent him like a cold email, you know. I was like, hey, man, you know, blah, blah, blah. I looked at your site, and it's okay, which it was. Mm-hmm. But I could do – I could do you some justice yeah. a little better. So we met. Is this like early 2000s? Um, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, like 06. Nah, it wasn't early 2000s. like 06. Five or six. Yeah, yeah. Okay. A while ago. Yeah. Yeah. So we met and I laid laid a site out and, you know, he, you know, made, you know, let's do this and do this. And, yeah. Which we do, you know, that's how we, that's how we got that's it rolling. That's how we work. And I was like, dude, let's start shooting videos. Yeah. Like, we'll start throwing stuff on YouTube and. That's what we need to do is look up the first YouTube video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it was it the chair on that dude's dock? We didn't know whose dock yeah. it was, but yeah. But it was like the chair. Yeah. Was yeah. it called was, Go and Drive? Was it on the back of your boat? Back of your uh, G3? bass boat? Yeah. Was it G3? Yeah. With that maroon carpet? Yes. <laughs> yeah, so, but then, you know, like we started working together on, you know, like when we would, I would design something, he would put his two cent in, yeah. and we'd both collaborate, and it turns out good yeah so we could open the ad agency and probably be millionaires but we'll probably <laughs> do that later after that's phase two phase two yeah so when when john said he wants to do this missile baits thing mm-hmm. did you think he was crazy or were you nah. on board with it no nah, i was i was actually laid off from a good company Tell me. and i was working at the um local paper doing graphic design yeah. I was like, yep, let's do it. He's like, well, how much do you want? I'm like, well, let's do it. <laughs> you know, what, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Take payment in D-bombs to get started. In D-bombs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it worked, and then, you know, we, you know, which it was, it was right, right much time in between when we first, when I first started his website, and, 
you know, this and that. Yeah. Hey, man, uh, you know those new Spro Frogs that come out? Do you? Yeah, they come on up here. I'll leave them on my stoop. I'll be out of town. I'd pick a bag up, and it'd be like, you know, <laughs> oh, how much do I owe you? I mean, you know, like, all right. So it was kind of, you know, it's like I was telling my wife. I was like, um, you know, it kind of works because I don't have to, I don't have to buy fishing stuff anymore. Yes, exactly. Know? So, but no, but just like the whole missile baits deal, we started in his living room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For like four months. Four months. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Just in his living room, and we designed everything. Website, logo. Logo, website, bags. Um, Who came up with the Bomb Squad? That's the best pro staff awesome. name very awesome. on that, the market. That was a collaboratory effort. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Julie was involved in that as well. She was, in, she was involved. Was she mm-hmm. in that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bomb Squad's pretty awesome. That's very cool. Yeah. yeah. That's our that's our pro staff. If yeah, what's know. the what's the Liquid Mayhem pro staff name? They got a cool one too. The Mayhem Militia. There, that's a cool like one. That's a cool one too. Like yeah. that. It is. Yeah. True. Mm-hmm. And, and Ike's group's called the Nontourage. Nontourage. Yeah. <laughs> that's all us losers. All Mike's losers. The group of losers. The Nontourage. Funny. But the Bomb Squad. You know, we we do like ever since day one we added. We've got like sixty two members now. And that's that's it. We're not taking applications right now. <coughs> <laughs> we'll take oh. your we'll, no. We'll Shannon take your. How many do you get a day? We'll take, yeah. You get like ten a day. It's a lot. Hey Tim, go get my laptop. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, probably. Wow. Between you're you're going to get a hundred a day now. And Facebook messages. Yeah. And just you know, hey y'all, you know, which is cool. I mean, and I tell them like, look, you know, send your resume. At yeah. Bomb Squad. At missilebaits.com. That's the email. Um, we're not taking anybody right now, but you know we'll take your um, resume and look over it. And if we have an opening, we'll right. at you. Right. You know, keep an eye out on Facebook because we'll usually pay if we're looking. We'll post. If we're not, we might add like two or three guys that you know me and him's got. Man, we need this guy. And watching right. them. Yeah. Be like, yeah. Hey, check this guy out. You Eyeballing him. Yeah. yeah. And but, it's funny because you tell people you're like, I want to be on the Bob Squad. You got any openings? You know, we like to we like to kind of get to know the guys before right. we bring them on. And right. a lot of them are like, we'll review them for a year. Like, yeah. You know, this guy's doing work. And it's, it's funny. Some of them will be like, I know what you mean. I got you. Mm-hmm. And then for the next six months, all you see is stuff that they post. Yeah. And, send you know, they'll send you emails and, and texts. And stuff. Right. Yeah. And then you're like, and then when it comes time, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. And the guys yeah, we're starting at to fish, like, opens. It's like, right. you know, it's kind of, you know. But we do, we do like, I mean, I get a lot of compliments on, you know, the Bomb Squad deal because we'll do like, you know, every year we'll have like custom T-shirt, you know, yeah, um, and we'll send out like, you know, we're sending out, we send out like the 48s for them to look at, you know, whatever. Just to go fish with. Yeah, just to yep. test out. Yeah. We have like, you know, a Facebook private page that you know they can get on and we'll tell them stuff or whatever. Shannon sends them nudes. Yeah. It's whatever. And the Bomb Squad's been successful because you you're now seeing, you know, a couple years into it, you're seeing uh the advancement of these guys now. I mean you've yeah, got definitely. guys that were on the Bomb Squad that are now yeah. at, at the pro level. Yeah. Gerald Spore and uh Mark Daniels Mark. started out on bomb both on the Bomb Squad. They yeah. worked their way up into the FLW tour and then now they're both 
going to be fishing the Elite Series this year. Yeah. Um, that's really cool. Uh, yeah. Jamie. Jamie Lush. Yeah. Uh, and then we got uh, Ryan Levine. Ryan Levine. He's he made the classic. He's on the bomb squad. He made the classic through the Federation. Through the Federation. He went, yeah. he went to Conroe and blew the doors out of that yeah, Federation tournament. So. Yeah. Uh, on a Tommy might, Hawk. You might you want to yeah. No, it's he might be in the no information phase. So don't tell Mike it was on a Tommy. Gotcha. Right. So Pete. Re- rewind JT that. Tommy. Pete, Tommy. That Tommy was Hulk. on rewind Tommy Hawk. Tommy. Rewind it. Rewind it. Very cool. Yeah. Now, are you surprised, Shannon, at the success of of Missile in such a short period of time? Or does this surprise you? You I, went from. I, I've seen it. I mean, you went from working out of John's house, right. out of his freaking living room. Right. So now you guys have an amazing he facility. To, he used to put his computer. He'd pull out my underwear drawer and put his computer on it. And <laughs> it's a good spot for it. Did you ever see any yep. soiled drawers in there? I'd put them on my head. Oh! Yeah. And do yep. selfies. Yuck. <laughs> Sell them on eBay. Wow. It's got to be worth something. We knew that. It, it doesn't surprise you, does it? How long has miss? How long has it been? Because I've seen it. Five I years. Mean, like when we, Only five years? Yep, five years When we month. started wow. coming out and then you know, just the stuff that we had in our whole you know, branding. Yeah. You know, like nobody else. Yeah. We done everything our way, but effectively. Right. So it's we're like it's gonna work, and then Ish, you know, wins. Yeah. And I'm just like I yeah. have total confidence going in it. Yeah. No doubts whatsoever. Yeah. Because we we work hard at it. Oh yeah. You know, we never gave up. Yeah. I know that term. Uh-huh. I know that I've term. I've heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's important, we never grow up. Never uh, grow up. Never right. give up and never grow up. That's it. That's and it. never stop learning. I never That's stop right. learning. I never stop Very learning. true. Never stop learning. Brian DeCarpenter, how's everything going back in the booth? Right? Is everything looking good? Yeah, man. Okay. We're uh we're a smooth 51 minutes off schedule. Cool. So, but uh, everybody understands. You That's know? about that our normal. Uh, well, we're I usually about 30 minutes off. Hey, what do you got? I, I watched your career, and how awesome was it out on the Delta? Was it like, did it change everything for you when 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 you got that monster win out there? It was a huge confidence boost. I mean, I was room, I was rooming with Mike and Ish at that tournament, and uh, we were staying at Ish's house. And I'll I'll never Ish I mean, lives that close. Yeah, it was like it was drive. almost really? an hour. Yeah, yeah. It's almost an hour. But it do was, you want to put his good. address out there? It was on, good. On the show? It was, uh, Just listen for the train. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really, really close to the train tracks is where it is. Uh, so you know, after practice, I I struggled in practice, and I caught fish in one little area and one one little area, and that was it. And I had had very little confidence in either one. And I remember coming to Mike. And I said, "Dude, I don't know what to do." Mike said, oh, no, actually, I went to Ish first. No offense, Mike, but I went to Ish first. <laughs> and he said, because uh, Ish was from there, you know, and he said, man, you could go to this one area and you could probably get you, you know, 12 pounds out of there a day and it might be enough to get a check, but, you know, you can definitely go there and get you 12 pounds. I, you might have a couple other boats in there, but you just, you know, kind of stick it out. You'll be all right. I was like, oh, man, I don't know what to do. And so I went to Mike and he said, if he didn't tell you that, what would you do? And I was like, well, I'd go to this one area in the, down in the south. And he goes, and you looked at me, and you're like, well, then that's what I'd do. And I, and I went, it, it just hit me. I guess what I'm, that's what I'm doing. All right? So then I just went and got my stuff together. Like, that's what I knew I was going to do the whole time. And I, I don't think I even told Ish. And then later that night, Ish goes, Did you, are you going to go in there? And I 
I said, what do you... I don't know what you mean. He goes, oh, are you going to go in that place I told you about? I said, no, no, I'm just going to go down south. Like, like <laughs> I'd already decided in my mind. I yeah. thought everybody knew it yeah. at that point. And uh, gotcha. so that's where I ended up going down. And, and I figured him out during the event. And, you know, Mike yeah. and Pete, those those are the best events when you figure out during the tournament. Right. On the fly. Yep. Best case scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you adjust it throughout the event, too. Definitely. Because that last day adjustment, going to a smaller bait, you know, fishing the, a little slower, more methodically, that was key. I yeah, mean, that, you, that won it for you. And you and I, you and I talked uh, halfway through the event. I was, You were both in the top top five both in the top, top five we were both and, in the top five in that and, wow. you, and you said what do you think and i said i'm on the fish to win this tournament yeah i said i just need to get enough bites if i can get eight or ten bites a day I'll, i'm gonna i told it i told you i said i'm yeah. gonna win this tournament yeah and i never won a damn national tournament you know so but i'd never felt like that i just felt like yeah. i was on big fish i'd already caught multiple fish over seven and I caught more over more fives and sevens. I didn't catch any huge ones, but a lot of sevens in that yeah. tournament. And and that was what I felt. I just what I felt like. And Mike said, "Why don't you why don't you fish a rod with some fluorocarbon on it and see if you can get a few more bites?" Because I'd already we'd already talked about downsizing the baits. And so I did. I rigged up a couple rods with fluorocarbon. And then the third and fourth day, I would fish braid for a while, fluorocarbon for a while, and I kept getting bit on the fluorocarbon. So by the um, most of the fourth day, all I fished was the fluorocarbon, yeah. and I got more. I definitely got more bites. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Because we get that comment a lot in Bash University, is you know, guys saying why, why even flip with fluorocarbon? You know, what, what is it? What does it matter? And the delta is not necessarily clean. Mm-hmm. It's loaded with matted vegetation. But man, it's a great example. It does matter. Just a, when you're only getting eight bites a day, yeah, to be able to get that one or two extra bites, absolutely, made all the difference. And a, yeah. I mean, I number I lost a few fish in that tournament, and I remember there was one fish in particular on the I believe it was the third day, which was, I had a good day, but there was one fish I, I pitched in there in that hydrilla mat, and it went all the and it, I was fishing deeper hydrillas, eight to ten feet deep, most of it. And I flipped in there, and it went all the way to the bottom, and I lifted up. And I lifted down, and then when I went to lift back up, he was on there. And I said, like, "Oh, this is the one." And I reeled down, and I cracked, I cracked him, I leaned back. I said, like, oh, "I mean, rod was doubled over." I'm leaning back, and I'm reeling, and then all of a sudden, I feel a big old head shake, just rah, rah, like that, like it. I mean, like it was a tarpon. If you've ever caught a tarpon, that's what it felt like. It went, rah, rah, and then, and then nothing. I felt it come out. And man, my heart sunk down into my ball sack. I swear to God, dude. <laughs> and so I real, I, I just reeled it in real slow like that. I reeled Deep it in real slow. <laughs> and I looked, and my my bait was perfectly intact, and there was gigantic teeth marks on the outside uh, of my uh. sinker. And I think what happened is that that giant bastard sucked that bait in and held it in his mouth. And when I set the hook. That big bastard just held his mouth shut, and then when he shook his head, he just spit the bait out, just shook it and spit it out, mm. and I never got a hook in that bait. Now, the the worm, the little the little craw thing was never even bent, never even bent. Wow. And I and remember this, I caught, I think eight fish, eight seven pounders in that tournament. This was not a seven pounder. Wow! Every one of those seven pounders, when I when I hit them, I moved them, and I and I got them up. I I got them moving. I boat flipped two of those seven pounders, 
So I mean, the the boat, the seven pounders were not a gigantic. That that I, I still think wow. that was a teener. That was a teener. Wow. That was a giant fish. I've never boat flipped a seven pounder. I don't think I have. Yeah, I did two of them in that tournament. Good lord. It's crazy. What did it? Well, hey, well, kudos for Mike to Mike for giving you the advice to help win that I tournament know. and and That's shame what, on you, Ish, for. Trying to get him to go to that 12-pound spot, try, he's man. He's trying to help his brother on. out, man. He's trying to help me out. <laughs> I know he was. We love him. All right. I'm a, Brian the Carpenter, I'm going to do a yes. I got one little last deal I want to do, and then we can we can get to some of our other business. Does that work for you? Yeah. Okay. How long you How long are you thinking? Just uh, uh, Give me about 10 minutes. Is that cool? All right. Five minutes, 10 minutes. I like to play a little game. Oh, play, uh, play a little, little hot seat game here. And uh, it's an Ike Live favorite for when guys yeah. are on the casting couch. Normally, we only have one guy on the casting couch, Pete. Tonight, we have two. Okay. So I'd like to do the Ike Live rapid fires to both these guys. Sounds fun. It's going to be fun. And the way we're going to play this game, Brian DeCarpenter. Yes, sir. Is we're going to ask a question, and you guys just have to admit to... Who it is I'm talking about, or who does it, or whatever the question is. <laughs> right, I like it. Okay? I'm picking up what you're putting down. All right, we're gonna st- we're gonna start kind of serious here. Ask some serious questions at the beginning. Question number one, rapid fire, like live questions. At missile jigs and missile baits, who comes up with the color names? It's a collaborative effort. Collaborative effort. Yeah. Okay. I, some I've heard that are, word a couple times. Mm-hmm. I think I have the final say. Right. But. Shannon comes up with some, and Julie comes Julie's up with really some too. Good. She Julie's she really co- good. she has a lot. Some of them are totally terrible, <laughs> but some of them are. I mean, like shrapnel was hers. Uh, Army green. Army flash. green flash was hers. She comes up with some good ones, but how about man bun? Man bun. Is that a comment? That's, no, no, no. That's the new that G doesn't exist. <laughs> that's a new jig comment. It's man bun. Okay. I'm going to give you uh, these Man-hawk. are AKA names, and I need to know who takes ownership of these names. First one is Mr. Dick Black. Uh, is that Chad? That was a. That was a um, next question, please. <laughs> <laughs> that was a uh, album back that in was the, a, yeah, the Dick 80s. Dick Black is real. He's, <laughs> he's a real person. I, I promise. He's, he's real. He's real. Yep. Okay. He's an yep. accordion player in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Wow. Dick Black. Okay. Yep. And and his album, one of his albums is is called A, a Taste. Taste. Of, of Dick, Dick Black. Black. Wow! I'm not lying. I am not lying. What a great album name. <laughs> and he Find is out. a, he's a, you know, he's a man. You look at him and he's I'm, he's. I'm afraid to search. <laughs> They're internet searching it now. Search it on YouTube. Yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> look it up. Yeah, only look on it YouTube. Up. It might Seriously. not be it on the yep. interweb. A taste of Dick Black. All right. And, uh, <laughs> I was like, that's that's gonna that's be nice. I want to be Dick, Dick Black, Black when I get old. Okay. Next next question. Next question. Please. Uh, I've heard many of amazing stories about this, about what happens in the uh, missile factory on a daily basis. But I need to know, who has worse gas, Shannon or John Cruz? <laughs> it's a toss-up. I think that might be a draw. <laughs> It's a draw. It's a draw. Yeah. Um, it that, the the bathroom. That's a good question. Though. Is is uh, is actually a bunker 
because it withstands <laughs> it daily bombs. Daily. <laughs> daily bombs. It just gets bombarded, and we, we, including this morning. Including this morning. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was awful. I, I, I did. Awful. When I'm getting ready to travel, I never do. I don't yeah. Know. yeah what does Drolly do? Oh, man. She we gets... have a men's stank room, yeah. and then she has her own yeah. bathroom. Wow. Yeah. yeah. She it's, gets her own bathroom. It's so clean. Yeah, yeah it's unbelievably yeah. clean. Yeah. I go in there occasionally. I don't even want to use I can't. I go in there, and I'm like, I, I can't I can't, I can't use it much. Ivy likes to use it, or I can't do young it. one, and so she needs. I feel like I have to mop help. the floor after I use it. You know? <laughs> the bomb squad. Yeah, back backtrack out on <laughs> right. the steps that I took to go in. That's where the bomb squad started. Bomb squad. Right. All right. Next oh, yeah. question. Both of you guys are obviously very musically talented and inclined. Uh, need to know which one of you guys play the fiddle, and which one of you guys play the skin flute. There it is. <laughs> I provide the flute. <laughs> and I don't play it. No, you provide the flute, but, but I don't play it. Uh, that's, Shannon, that's the only is way the I fiddle can get player. A raise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I meant to get some of that Doctor Feelgood chapstick you got. What is Doctor Dan? Doctor Dan. Doctor Dan. I was gonna yes. say Lieutenant Dan, but Doctor Dan. Yeah, I might get some after you. <laughs> uh, next question. Uh, Shannon, John, which one of you guys can beat Amart Aaron Martins in a race? Barefoot. Oh, I I know I can. John, you could beat Aaron Martins. I can't uh, if it's a short distance. I get I can do it. Barefoot. Promise. Yeah. Okay. He's a marathon runner. But if it's past 300 40. yards, he's got yeah. me. He's got you. Yeah, I'll get winded. John, can anyone take you on the elites? And you a, own like that, a 50 yard dash. Yeah, yeah. There's some pretty good athletes, surprisingly good athletes. Who's got you? I don't know. Um, well, I mean, Edwin, Edwin Evers, Evers. He was a running back in. Uh, in college, really? played college football as a running back. So he's. So I don't know what his. I don't know what his technical forty time is, but it's pretty. I imagine it's pretty Mark strong. Davis. What about okay. um, Mark Davis? What about Bill Lowen? <laughs> um, I maybe yeah. not. That'll be a close one. All right, Shannon, this one's for for you. Okay. Is it true? Uh-oh. We know, John, you're um, probably one of the fittest guys on tour for sure. If not the fittest guys, is it true, Shannon, that John was caught last year on tour bench pressing Jay Brainerd? Yes. <laughs> I, I was pissed. curling him actually. I got you were curling him. <laughs> wow. He only weighs like 120 pounds. I can curl more than that <laughs> for reps. But but it's the way he was curling him and where he had to grab. Right. So he had the he had the you know the bar. Hammer he hammer handle. The bar. He's a hammer handle. Right. The hammer. Yeah. The the T Roy. Right. Right. <laughs> I, I thought I thought I wonder if John does the Joe Thomas curls on the way to the fishing destination. Yes, that's a great story. He really did that. I know, that's amazing. Well, do, do you tell? Do, do, he 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 had dumbbells and on a long boat ride, I think at uh, Thousand Islands. Thousand Islands. We're going from Clayton to Little Sodus Bay and had a couple calm days in one of those opens. Yeah. And just would he'd bring the 30s or 40s with him, and the whole way he'd just be like, "You did or." No, Joe Thomas. Joe, Joe Thomas. Thomas. Yep. Wow. Get out. 
Yeah, that's what we heard. Oh, that's an excess of you, testosterone right there. Yeah, <laughs> he's on the juice. Oh, he's yeah. got he's got juice to burn. There's he's no other juice. reason. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So you don't do like push-ups in between casts or mm-hmm. no working my out in first the boat? Couple, my first couple of years on practice days, I'd stop and do like push-ups and sit-ups. Mm-hmm. But then I realized the fishing day when it's 13, 14 hours long is actually in a workout. Yeah. So you don't need to do anything else. You need to conserve all the calories you can conserve. Well, when we go to shows, we do check out, well, I follow him to check out the weight room. He'll check out the weight room, and then he'll go back upstairs, (laughs) and then I'll come down the next morning and use it. (laughs) Oh, that that works. uh, The last time we checked out the weight, what now? That was Raleigh. We was in Raleigh for the uh, expo, and we checked out the weight room, and there was a little conference, you know, room. People were, uh, this is good. <clears throat> People was, you know, they had a slideshow or a projector up showing, you know, doing PowerPoints or whatever. So we walk, you know, we walk by, and he's like, wait, wait, wait. And he backs up, and the door's open. There, you know, there's people in there. It's real quiet. They're talking. One guy talking. And he never would stop talking. John's like, hold on. And then I was like, oh, God, I got one, too. <laughs> so he farts. He's like, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> like, and then we just start laughing and running. <laughs> that was fun. It was kind of a, you know, childish but we, yeah, we, awesome yeah. thing yeah. that we did. Yeah. And that's that's what we do. The, you know, I think the next never level, grow up. Right. Never, never grow up. So key. And, and Julie gets, you know, and at our old office, she's mad she can't fart like we did. Right. <laughs> she probably could if she tried. I heard a fart one time. I heard a fart once, mm-hmm. picking up a box. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> she did. She went, <laughs> she squatted down and slipped down. I just totally acted like I didn't hear it. But anyway, <laughs> I did too. And it, that's the hardest thing. If you don't laugh at a fart, then you're done. You, got you might to. as well check into a nursing home. You're out. If I would have called her out on it, she would have crawled under the yes. box. I mean, just pancake under it. I, I imagine she's doing that as we speak. <laughs> we send her a text and she'll get it a week later, so right. she's not watching this. But she was picking up a box. You know, we was like unloading a pallet. And oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. She picked up a box. It was like. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do? What do I do? Uh, I don't know what to do. Um, she's like, I'm just going to put it over here. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. There's nothing there. It wouldn't stank bank, but it, you know. What? Oh my God. Nah. Little, little <laughs> Roland Martin inquisitiveness going on there. Yeah. Right. Right. Roll the windows up, turn the heat but on. Yeah, he would come in my office, like at the old. Well, he still does, but or we still do. But at the old office, like her office was here and mine was here, his was over here. So, so he'd close. walk in my room. He'd get. In, we called it the fart corner, and he'd stand there, and I'm sitting there working. I'm like, okay. Oh, she's like, I heard that. <laughs> you heard what? He'd be she like, know. Wow, Shannon, nice one. <laughs> so we slip him out just so she can hear him. I heard that. She'll let us know too. So. Purposely slip him out. You got another question on I, that sheet? Uh, <laughs> that that one just was like the exclamation point on my question. I don't know if I can top that one. Yeah. The fart question. Keep going. Uh, Bite a carpenter. Bride of Carpenter. Yep. How are we doing? You, I, I know you're looking fancy, <laughs> but let's go ahead. We'll go ahead and keep the show rolling. Uh, uh, let me get, for everybody get watching, let me remind you, we are with John Cruz and Shannon from Missile Bates. This is a great show. This is a it's very a laid-back show. Yeah, I'm having a lot of, lot of fun. We've got Keith Poche coming up. 
Recent awesome. winner, Major League Fishing event. We're going to be talking to him in a second. And we got Shea Baker coming up from Upload It Fishing. We're going to learn a lot about Upload It. And, uh, man, digital content's really taking over the world of fishing. We're going to learn about that a little bit. Excellent. And uh, I think Brian, uh, I know, I think he's got our next guest ready. And uh, we're going to find out how he's preparing for the season there as well. He is. We're going to find out if he's one of these guys that last minute, like John and I, are going crazy, pulling our hair out, getting ready for season. But I think we've got him. He's joining us via Skype. Uh, we're going to find out where he's at. He might be at home right now. Uh, recent MLF, uh, 2000 MLF Select qualifier winner on Lake of the Ozarks. Man, what a tough lake. Uh, we're going to find out about how he won that. Uh, the one and only Keith Pochet, everybody. Keith Pochet. Keith Pochet. Hey, Keith, how you doing tonight? Hey, Mike, how's it going? Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on. First of all, where are you at? Are you at home? Are you uh, traveling? Where are you? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm at home. Uh, we got a new house. I'm in my new boat garage. Uh, it's not quite done, but uh, I'm able to work out of it. And, uh, you know, I've been working night and day trying to get things ready because, you know, of course, the season – uh, the Bass Fast Elite Series is starting so early this year. So, uh, man, I'm running crazy like you guys, trying to get things prepared and uh, ready to head out of town in a few days. Well, here's the good news. I see a boat in the back, so you're yes. not one of the and twenty. You're not one of the twenty-six guys without a boat. So that's good. And it's already wrapped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very fortunate to get all that accomplished already. That that's awesome. Uh, you know, we were talking earlier in the show. A lot of mixed emotions about the season starting this early. What's your feelings on it? Are you excited about the early start, or you, would you want a March start like we had before? How, how do you feel about it? Man, I tell you, if we were going to Okeechobee for the first event, I'd probably be happy with it. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're going to freeze our tails off, man. It may be snowing. Yeah. Um, you know, hey, who knows? Uh, I hear it's supposed to be a great event. Um, you know, it may just be a little chilly, but I think we're supposed to catch a lot of fish. Hey, it is what it is. Uh, I'll be ready. Yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be a great start. Yeah. Now I, I want to switch gears and I want I want you to talk about man, so many people, Pete, and you can verify this, talk about major league fishing. Mm. It is probably the hottest tournament trail from the standpoint of people watching and they're excited about it. Uh, people love to people watch it. People love it. Yeah. People are ate mm-hmm. up with it at home watching. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of our viewers and listeners watch MLF, and they got to see you win and compete in an event, and it was dominating performance. I go, go back, take us back a little bit to that tournament, and tell us a little bit about how it unfolded. Yeah, I tell you, man. You know, MLF You know. Every time we go out, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, one, I mean, I've never been to like over the I was, you know, I had no idea what to expect, uh, just like every other dude. I mean, so, but, you know, I, I kind of stick to my base. I kind of stick to what I do. Okay, we we just lost, we're gonna we're gonna get Keith back here in a second, and we're gonna we're gonna pick it right back up from where he left off. Lake of to- Lake of the Ozarks. Lake of the Ozarks. You know, tra- traditionally a, a, a good lake when they're biting, but can be funky at times of the year. And there he is. Okay, we've got Keith back. Let's let's see if we've got uh, we've got sound back here again. Yes, sir. Okay, we got you now. We lost you for a second. 
Just keep continuing on. We had you there. We're talking about Major League Fishing, talking about your dominant win. T- tell us the story of how all that unfolded. Well, I'll tell you, anytime we go to these uh, lakes, we don't know anything about. You know, there's no information. We just show up and go fishing. So, you know, I, I just kind of stick to what I like to do, my confidence base. And, uh, you know, this particular event, um, you know, I, I try to go back in the back of the creek. I mean, you always find residential fish in the backs. But, uh, man, I tell you, I just picked the right creek. Uh, man, I had a lot of fish there. I had some uh, brim was bedding. Uh, but, you know, I caught uh, – you know, a lot of fish on big fish on this pop bar. Uh, you know, first early morning wasn't much light. Uh, caught a couple good fish that really got my confidence going, um, and you know, kind of you know reassured that I was making the right decisions. And that's real key in this deal. You know, making the right decisions because you got to make them so quickly. You know, to give us a 15 minute yeah. ride around. Yeah. And uh, you really have to choose right a lot of times. But uh, you know, I was very fortunate to get in an area where they had some good fish and. Uh, you know, I ended up catching a lot more throughout the day on this shaky head with a, uh, you know, a Lucky Stripe Pow Stick. So, uh, you know, a lot of guys were fishing in the same areas as me. But, you know, one thing I was doing a little different, I think, was 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 real key. I was getting a lot more bites and guys a lot more quality bites was I was putting a little liquid mayhem on. Yes. Yeah. A lot of times, yeah. scent well, is the difference from getting, you know, those extra bites and extra big bites you need in an event like that. Yeah, that that's so key. We we talk about it all the time, and especially on that kind of bait, you know, on uh, those bottom bouncing baits, mm-hmm. the the baits where you know a fish is inspecting the lure. Right. That is a critical critical time to put scent on the bait for sure. Well, I, I mean, that, the Lake of the Ozarks is a big lake. It's giant. It's massive. And you had, I mean, most a lot of the lakes that MLF goes to are a lot more manageable. Yeah. Uh, how how did you pick the area well, they where had you it fit? sectioned off? Did they not? Yeah, they had a section off to one particular place, and still today I have no idea what part of the lake I was fishing. I, I still hadn't went back and looked because I, I have no idea. Uh, they dropped us off and then, you know, let us go fishing. But, uh, you know, it's the first time I've ever been there, and that was the only time I've ever fished that lake. So, But I'll tell you, it's a phenomenal place. Uh, they got a lot of good fishing in that, in, that, uh, in that lake. I was surprised to see the, the fish that was put up on the score tracker that day. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing. Have you been uh, have you been surprised by the level of exposure Major League Fishing's has has gotten in the last couple of years? I mean, it, it, are you finding more people talking to you about Major League Fishing than than bass? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, it, you know, it's it's one of the number one fishing shows on television right now. I mean, everybody's loving it. I mean, you know, social media, television, I mean, it's everywhere. And you know, when I when I meet people or you know. Through Facebook, I get a lot of messages. Folks are asking about Major League Fishing. They're not asking about anything else. They want to know more about Major League Fishing. How did I catch those fish? Um, what I think about it? You know, you know, just it's it's just a fun uh, sport to fish, a sport, a fun format to fish for myself, and and I'm sure, and it's and it's fun to watch. So uh, just great all around. Yeah. Now I got one other question, Pete, and I'll, I'll let you go ahead. Um, you know, you mentioned the scent being real key, and it, it's for me, it's been very key in a lot of tournaments. Um, but I want to corner you about the name of the scent. You mentioned it, but I want to say it again because, you know, uh, the 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 bait actually comes from Canada, and they say a little funky, and I say mayhem. <laughs> I've also heard it called may hum. I've also called it heard it called ma'am. <laughs> What's the correct pronunciation of that scent? 
man, I, you know, I'm from Louisiana and living. I live in Alabama now, so I got a uh, a redneck coon ass kind of talk now. So I, I'll say mayhem. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I like that. Yeah. Mayhem. You hear that, Brian yes. Carpenter? There's another mayhem, Brian. Real that ham. Mark real, that down. It's real, mayhem. Real, real. Another guy in the mayhem corner. Yeah. yeah. Mayhem. We'll take that. But uh, but I tell you, we we talked about. Every Bash University MLF comes up, and um, I think one of the coolest things I'm just going to comment on this is is the is the zero kill nature of mm. the MLF tournaments mm. uh, because of how it's it's formatted. You know, they're, you're catching the fish, you're weighing them in, and you're immediately releasing that fish so that there's no trauma, there's no harm on the fish. I think that's I think that's an amazing thing for MLF and what they're doing. Awesome. Yeah, a, lot, a lot of tournament organizations have have uh, like club level stuff. They're adopting. Started started to adopting that, and it's and it working. You know, I was going to ask Keith, uh, man, you had a rough start to the elite season last year, but then you turned it around, and after the first couple of events, you fished as good as anybody on tour. Period. Tell us about those first two events. What happened, and then what did you change? How did you make it happen for the rest of the year man you were on fire yeah yeah man i can tell you i could pull my hair out to, to finish the way i did the first two events it killed me i mean i, I mean i would have finished way up in the aoi standings but unfortunately that's that's part of it you know i, I don't know we we often question you know wonder why uh we we fish differently or we get on a run but you know you know I, you know, I, I use the same baits. I use the scent. I use, I'm using it a lot more. The mayhem. Um, you know, I'm doing a few things that I like to do. Um, you know, most of the places we went to, it was a sh- shallow water bite. Um, you know, the water was high. We had a lot of rain. It was flipping, top water frogging. So maybe that kind of played a little, you know, part into it. But you know, I, I don't know. Um, you know, I come up one point short from making the classic. You know, I was first man out. So. Uh, man, I tell you, it was it was hard to swallow. But uh, you know, I'm just gonna keep working hard, and hopefully this this run will continue, and uh, I can start this season out um, the way I, I finished last year. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you had strong, strong finish, and that momentum is so big in this sport. Um, I I want to go back in time with you real quick, and I want to go back to the classic on the Red River that Chris Lane won, and. Uh, and it was a, a tournament that, you know, I had big expectations for it because I've had a lot of success on the Red River. Unfortunately, I had I ended up having a really mediocre slash bad tournament. But I want to go back to that one and and something interesting, Keith, I want to talk to you about, which is the place you fished. You know, because when you don't make the cut, and I don't think I made the third day on that one, you know, you go back and you sit in the hotel room and you look on your computer or you look on your phone and you see where the guys are fishing. And in that one, I ended up seeing where you fished. And I I wanted to strangle myself because I had practiced in there on the first day of official practice. And I want to tell you something. There was not a fish in that entire slough. Dude, the water was clean. I could see I, I could see everything for a mile. There wasn't a thing alive in that slough, but somehow you made a right decision to go in there and you had you had a, a amazing event there. Tell me a little bit about that decision to go in there when obviously they weren't near in practice. How how did you come up with that strategy? 
you know, I, I don't know what day I went in there. I, won't, I don't know if it was the first day or second day. I know I didn't go in there on the third day of practice. But um, when I went in there, I was using my little spinner, my little KP power spinner made by Humdinger. Um, you know, I, I made a few casts in there, and I, I, I could see a few small fish swimming around. And, uh, and it was like taking candy from a baby. I caught like 12 little old keepers really quick. So, and I'm going to be honest with you, be flat honest with you. I did not see one decent fish, one two-pounder, and it was all just 12 inches. But it was my first Bassmaster Classic. I had some other places where I was getting some bigger bites, but I said, you know what? I'm going to go where I know I can catch a limit at least. You know, I just want to go get a limit right off the bat and then yeah. maybe kind of build off that. And I tell you, boy, them big fish, they pulled up in that sucker. I Because we had a day off. I, yeah. we, I had no idea. It warmed up. And those big females pulled in there so quick, man. I tell you, it really fell in my in my lap. And unfortunately, it didn't work out in my favor. But uh, it, I was close. That was that was amazing. Wow. Did did you did you have did you believe that was the winning area? Did you have the fish in that area to win that event? Yeah, I, I really believe. Uh, I, I lost it on day two. Um, you know, I lost a couple of fish. You know, I caught them on that little spinner, uh, just passing around, and then you know it was kind of a search bait. You know, I'd find a bed, would want one would pull up on bed, and then I'd set up on, on their own bed and catch it. But uh, I ended up catching seven pounder, six, 15. Um, had big fish in the tournament, so uh, I caught that on the first day. But uh, yeah, there was giants, man. Uh, had a little pressure in there. I had a guy come in there on me, but I think that on day two, so I think that kind of hurt things because it wasn't a big area. So it was really only big enough for one boat to so, really be successful. It was a, it was a former classic champion, not to name names that uh, came in there. Likes the color you. yellow. Is that, is that correct? <laughs> <He's> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not going to name any names, but there was another gentleman that came in on me. Yes, uh, you're, you're dignified to call him a gentleman. <laughs> if that's the case, yeah. I, we all we all knew. I mean, ever, I was in that tournament. Mike was in that tournament. We we knew which where you were, yeah. and and I think everybody, especially in that pool four down there, knew where you were. So, yeah, to call him a gentleman, uh, it's the Ike Live show, man. We name yeah, names yeah, here, man. <laughs> Come on. Does he have a favorite color? Does he have a favorite color? Does he have a favorite color? Yeah. Or a favorite hair transplant company? Or, I mean, <laughs> 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 he's got a lost key there. All right, all right, all right. We're gonna we're gonna recompose ourselves. Uh, I, talk a little bit more about that bait, because it, it's interesting to me that. You know, honestly, and I'm I'm gonna I'll be honest with you and tell you my ignorance. Up until I saw you fish that bait in that event, I had no idea people were putting tail spinners on Senkos. I had no idea. It was the first time I ever saw it. And now, I, I, seriously, that thing has spread. In fact, we're fishing it up here in the Northeast mm-hmm. on tidal rivers now. We're fishing on Upper Chesapeake Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Burn. Yeah, I mean, you know, it takes something like that for it to come out. I believe that was the first time people saw that. Are you surprised at the way it, it caught on with people and spread? You know, yeah. I mean, but I, I knew it had potential. Uh, I've been fishing ever since I was young. I mean, I, we've always fished that little stupid thing. I mean, really, it's a little stupid little spinner that you put on a, a piece of worm, and it, it just makes a little flash, and the fish are like, dang, they ain't stand it. got to yeah. eat it. Uh, it. It evolved in that area, you know, central Louisiana on the Red, on the Red River, fishing ponds and stuff, so... Uh, you know, I've been fishing a long time, so I, I used it throughout my, you know, the first couple of years on tour, and I had a little success on it. But man, I tell you, when I, when I knew I was going to the Red River, I really had a lot of confidence. I knew that I probably would catch it. Uh, wow. 
I had something that no one else had. Yeah, what a, what a neat little bait, Pete. Yeah. I like that little, Cl- little Cl- modification. Cliff Crochet just uh, gave a seminar on how he uses that tool at Bass University this past weekend. And they often confuse Cliff Crochet with Keith Post. Yeah, you guys do get mixed up every <laughs> once in a while. It looks yeah, nothing I'm, alike. I'm Cliff Poche, and he's Keith uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, now I want to know he's uh, he's been on the show also several times and he does a good uh, mama mama say mama mama say can you hang with that? <laughs> I don't know he's he's got that South Louisiana draw real strong but uh, mama 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 said. I don't. I don't know if I got it like he does. But <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, is, is there looking ahead? You know, we're we're less than a week away here from the start. Is there one event on the 2017 schedule that you're looking at? You're sitting at home right now and you're saying, "Ooh, that's the one. That's the one." Is is there one that stands out to you? And you know, probably. Uh, Detroit, St. Clair. I, you know, I love, I love. I've, I've fished two events up there, and I've, I've, I've made a top 12 and one and finished 13 and the other. I, I don't know. I just love getting out there in that big water and finding those big smallmouth. I mean, I, I've, I always find them. Yeah. Uh, I, I just love it. I mean, those dudes are awesome. So uh, I look forward to that event. Yeah, I, I am too. I mean, I'm looking forward to all the smallmouth ones. You know, get around smallmouth, man. That's. That's fun. That's, That's surprising. You're from Louisiana. There's not a smallmouth within a thousand miles of you down there. Pete, Pete, the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. Don't you know that? Man? You know, I look forward to Toledo. Toledo, you know, yeah. I, I grew up about an hour from there, so I get to you know see a lot of family, and um, you know, brings me back home a little bit. But. Uh, I thought that's what you were going to say, Keith. Were you, I thought you were going to say Toledo Bend because that's where my money was going to be for you, for sure. I never catch them there. I never catch them there. I don't know why. I don't know if it's hometown, home state, you know, uh, you know, bad you, luck, whatever. You've been, but, uh, no, you've been fishing long enough now. you got to forget everything you know about it and then go out there and go fishing, and then you'll you'll do fine. Yeah. You'll you'll be all right. You're gonna yeah. have a good seat. You're gonna keep that momentum going. Yep. Uh, Keith, I want to thank you for joining us on the show. And uh, again, congratulations on that on that MLF win. People have been buzzing about it for weeks and weeks, talking about it. Uh, what what a, what an awesome uh, awesome performance that was. Um, you have any uh, any goals this year? You know, coming off a, a a win, Major League Fishing. What's your next goal? You you've won there. What's your next goal now coming up this year? I make the class. I'd have to say. I mean, coming up, you know, short, you know, being so close and, and missing by one point. I, I think that uh, that's a that's a legitimate goal to try to achieve. 2017, make fast. Yeah, that that's a good one. Yeah, that's that's a good one, and that's uh, that's. Hey that's Keith, I'm with, I'm with you. I missed the classic, and that's my goal too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. Uh, Keith, we want to thank you for joining us again. Congratulations on an amazing MLS MLF finish, and we will see you in less than a week. Yes, sir. Thanks a lot. That's right. Okay, we'll see you. Keith, bring your job, everybody. Keith. Bring your long, long underwear. Time. Bring your long underwear. <laughs> bring your long underwear. Yep. It's going to be cold, or it's going to be really cold. It's you know. It's funny because I live in that part of the country, and it's it's either in, in that time of year it can either be cold, really cold, or warm. It, it it's either 
Last last weekend it was sixty. Wow. I mean it was sixty like a whole week. Right. <laughs> but the next week it's not going to be sixty. It's not going to be sixty for the next week. So I got gotcha. you. It will be on the colder side during our tournament. All right, we're gonna play a little game here real quick. Brian DeCarpenter, why Brian DeCarpenter collects his thoughts back there. You ready? I want everybody involved on this. So here it goes. I'm going to start, and we're going to go around the room, and the loser is the one that takes longer than five seconds to come up with the next uh, term for this. Okay? Mm-hmm. Here we go. Brian DeCarpenter, everybody's included Who's on this. Who's starting? Who's starting? I'm going to start, and we're going to go We'll go, We'll go. go to Pete, and then we'll just go around the room. You're included right, in this, too. And it goes like this. You ready? Here they goes. Names of beds. Spawning beds. Other names of spawning beds. And we here did this goes. dumb shit before. You ready? No, you're going to take mine. Nope. Here it goes. Plates. Nests. <laughs> you're out. John Cruz. Moon craters. Moon craters. Shannon, you're up. Saucers. Saucers. Brian DeCarpenter. Uh, disco biscuits. Disco biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> Eric the intern, you're up. Uh, blue diamonds. <laughs> yes. That's what they call them up at Thousand Island. Blue, uh, blue diamonds. Blue diamonds. Blue diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes. Struggle it. I'm not out. Love couches. Pete. <laughs> uh, White spots. Oh. <laughs> ah. John. Pete. Oh, Tim's out. Tim, you out? You can back in. Oh. He's out. Um. Out. Ah. Ah, I'm out. <laughs> Shannon Willard, you're in. Sweepers. Sweepers? Yeah. 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 Elephant tracks. He just made that up. Elephant tracks. Elephant tracks. That's that's good. That's good, Brian. Did you look that up on the internet? I just made it up. Eric Dinter. Largemouth loving areas. (laughs) What was it? Largemouth loving areas. areas. Not out. I think he went to too many characters. That's too many. Too long. <laughs> characters disqualifies you now. Holes. <laughs> Holes. Craters. Someone said craters. Did we not say craters? <laughs> I said moon craters. Is that a root? That's a repeat. Yeah, that's a oh, okay. Re- you can't go craters. He just repeated. That didn't say moon. <laughs> and repeat. <laughs> go, go get it. Go. You're out. Go. Repeat. Tires. Sand traps. Plates. That was what it started with. You're out, Pete. Yeah. Pete with a double repeat. Double repeat. All right, Wheeler. All right, Wheeler. Score. And you win, folks. We have a winner. I think that's the winner. That's the winner. And the winner, Shannon. Shannon Wheeler. With glory holes. God, there's a lot of name for spawning fish. <laughs> Spawners. Well, dude, we do that all the time, though. We usually yeah. we have better names usually. No, I had an old guy. I was fishing a BFL. I was a non-boater. An old guy. An old guy. Old guy. guy. Old guy. I got an old guy. Old guy. All right. He had no. This is no lie. He had a pedestal seat, of course. He had a, a kitchen mat that you would see in the in the um like in the kitchen of a restaurant, right? The rubber mat. Yeah. Cut. To where he put his feet. Front deck. Yeah, on the front deck, mm-hmm. like a little square spot. Yeah. He had a jig with a wacky rig Cinco on it and kicked at, oh, it was the Bugs Island, uh-huh. the two-day that yep. me and you, he had a jig 
like a half ounce jig and wacky rigged a cinco on it. And he had two rods. On a skirt jig? Yes. Yep. Dude, I've seen that before. You're huh. kidding me. I, I, I saw that at Union one time years ago. And I, I was it like, pissed me know. off. It made no damn sense. He couldn't it, cast. He couldn't. I mean, just yeah, you know, it was whatever. But he kicked ass. Wow. That's but he called them glory holes. He called them glory He's holes. Like, glory hole. I was like, where? Excuse me? I don't swing that way. Oh, oh, yeah, right. Get closer. Let me see. (laughs) No, I I thought he was going to say something different about the mats. You know, at the the fish hatcheries, they put down black mats in the tanks, Uh and that's where the fish will spawn. Okay. I thought Uh you were going to say that this guy planted the mats out there. He might have. He might have invested in a bunch of mats and had glory holes. He made his own glory holes. (laughs) I have heard some the stories of the way people mark betting fish is pretty interesting. I've heard Mm -hmm. white golf balls. Mm -hmm. um, Paintball guns. Paintball guns. Of course, the sticks in Florida. Yep. Dude, I got the the best story real quick. Uh, St. John's tournament a few years back. Um... I'm running uh, main river stuff, and I didn't quite realize that a lot of the fish that I had found were spawning fish. And I go back to this one stretch where I had two or three bites, and I go through there, and there's there's a little stake that I don't remember being there the first time I'm through it. So I'm going through, and I'm just fishing a power fishing bait. I'm fishing a power, and I'm like, not even. I'm like, I kind of look at him, and that stick wasn't there, and I'm not even thinking about it, and I'm like getting ready to go past it. And I look, and all of a sudden I see that stake moving. It goes, it starts, tick, 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 starts moving. Shimmy. And them dudes will put those stakes dead in the middle right of those middle. beds. Not only to mark them, but to piss them off a little bit, you know. Mm. And that was that fish hitting that stake. Wow. And I ended mm-hmm. up spinning back around and kept throwing, throwing, throwing. And I finally caught it. But I caught somebody's fish that they worked so they marked hard for to you. mark. Yeah. Oh God, that's such a baker. Yeah, that is so. That is so nice. I know it is so nice. Uh, Brian DeCarlo, we're, we're going to keep running here. We're going to keep there it is. keep rolling, mm-hmm. uh, and we're going to get. Uh, th- this really is a highlight of the show for me. Um, we're going to get to Shea Baker. We're going to find out where he's at. I don't know if he's at home or if he's traveling, um, but we're going to talk uploaded fishing, Pete. And this is this concept is changing fishing. It really is. I'm so excited about what Shay's doing, and I'm so excited about digital content in general, uh, growing the sport. So we've got him, Brian DeCarpenter. I think we're ready. Joining us now via Skype, we're going to find out where he's at, is the one and only Shay Baker from Uploaded Fishing. Hey, I'm in my spare bedroom slash office. I don't know if y'all realize how big of an operation we have going on here. It's just office. Yes. How you doing tonight, Shay? I'm doing good. How you guys doing? We're we're great. We're great. We're doing really good. We're doing really really good. Uh, I I want to before we start talking about uploaded fishing. I want to I want to jump into the the big topic which is you know which is digital content which is you know fishing um being exposed through the digital world and i i want to corner you on this because um to me you were really one of the guys that are were at the forefront of this movement you know uh, the very beginning when guys started putting GoPros on their boats, when, you know, even before bass really started picking up on it, 
you were at the beginning of this digital movement. Talk to me a little bit about that, and talk to me, you know, about how you were involved in the beginning of this thing. Well, I got started with it. I actually saw Brandon Polnick shooting some video with his GoPro, um, probably five years ago now, something like that. As soon as the GoPro came out, and that's he's actually the one that kind of got me fired up about it. He and Mikey Balls was doing a lot of uh, recording of himself. He's a guy down in Florida who does a lot of, I mean, just giants all the time. It's very annoying, but he uh, he got me started on it. So I just went out and bought a GoPro, and I actually went, I was fishing the Everstarts at the time, and I went to the first one after I got me a GoPro and finished fourth, and I never took it out of the rod locker. And uh, I said, well, that was fantastic. And I go to the next one at Santee Cooper and catch a couple seven-pounders in practice, and still in the rod locker. So I finally got it out and got started with it. And it took me a long time to catch another fish. It seemed like but, <laughs> uh, it, that's how it goes. You got to be real, real persistent with those things. You know, the first time you don't turn it on is going to be the time you catch them. So that's one of the biggest keys to it is just, you got to let it roll. Um, but I got started kind of just shooting my own fishing trips, shooting my own tournaments. And then I took that idea to bass and I said, Hey guys, you know, we could put, six of these cameras on six boats and double your coverage without adding any more camera guys, you know? So, um, we got started with it that way. And it, it gave you a real fly, you know, fly on the wall kind of perspective where when, when you got a shoulder cam pointed at you, you know, you kind of, you realize you're on camera, but a lot of times when you have just a dash cam or, or a GoPro sitting there somewhere or even on your hat or wherever, you kind of forget about it and you get to see a lot more intimate, uh, kind of deal where you, you really get to see what the guys are doing. They, sit down in front of it and retie and, and show you a lot of the tricks of the trade that they probably wouldn't show you otherwise or wouldn't even think to show you sometimes, you know. So um, so it was cool to get to be the part of that. And we went from the first tournament I worked with Bass, uh, I had one GoPro and it was mine. And the second tournament was the Classic and we had two. They had bought me one. And then a calendar year later with Angie Thompson and Brandon Polnick and uh, Swindle and Ayler, all of them working together uh, at the same time on the GoPro side of things. We went from having two to the next classic. We had a hundred and GoPro is the title sponsor of the, of the classic. So we really saw a huge quick evolution in, um, and that kind of spurred the idea to try to open up competition to everybody. I mean, one thing we see with tournament fishing is it's not accessible to the masses. You know, you, you got to have a big boat. You got to have, fifteen hundred dollar entry fee to go fish some of these tournaments you know and and uh a lot of tackle so what happens to the guy walking the bank well now through uploaded fishing you can fish from the bank from the boat from a kayak canoe anywhere and you can participate and and a lot of times a kid walking the bank could have a better advantage over a guy in a bass boat you know it's it's a lot of it's about how to edit and uh, how to create good content And, and that's you know something you do mike really well and it's uh it's good to see guys out there doing it to kind of set an example and get these kids and I say kids because a lot of times it's you know 13 to 30 year olds participating but we got one 80 year old that fished last year and he's going to be competing again this year so you see a uh, a wide gamut of of different anglers and and again you see them from the bank and the boat and everywhere in between so uh, it's it's been a real cool journey so far to go from just a little content creator in my boat to really get to see and be a part of a bigger thing now. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it's it, it, it's amazing. It, it, and you hit it on the head, which is talking about anybody can participate in Uploaded Fishing. And I love that. And I love that, Pete, about the digital world, you know, from 
you know, growing up here in South Jersey is a classic example. None of us had bass boats. In right. fact, a lot of us still don't, you know, uh, canoes and kayaks and fishing from the bank and backpacks. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, cr- capturing that digital content now is so easy, you know, and it's so accessible to so many people. I, You know, what, what excites me about um, uploaded fishing, what excites me about this digital movement is it is now growing the sport within itself. It really itself. is. You know what I mean? Like, if you, Shay, if, would you agree with this? You think about, you know, 15, 20, 30 years ago, you almost had to be a fan of BASS and the big-name pros to get excited. But now, <laughs> when you go to upload it fishing, when you go on the web and you look at this digital content, it's making people excited about the sport that would normally – Never be excited. Do you agree with that statement, Shay? Oh yeah, and we actually interact with the uh, the public with what we're doing to really try to stir up a lot more interest in it. Um, outside of just the comp- the competition to win, there's a public vote. So there's an uploaded fishing panel which judges the videos, and that's myself, uh, representative of the sponsor company, an older angler and a younger angler, and then uh, we all vote. But there's also a public voting aspect of it. So. What you see with that is you see people that are friends and family and, and people that probably don't fish that the guy goes out and campaigns, the girl goes out and campaigns for them to come vote. Then they come and vote and they, they watch some of the other videos and they get exposed to bass fishing. And some of these, you know, this may be a 13-year-old kid's first time ever looking at it. And all of a sudden he says, hey, I'm going to get me a rod. I'm going to go down to this pond. Yep. I know there's some big ones at. And I'm going to compete too. You know, a lot of these kids, we went to a, a high school conference um a bass class up in South Carolina last week, and we asked the kids, you know, in each class, how many of y'all on GoPros? And it was 60%, 70%, you know, and that number's just wow. growing. Everybody's got one, and they just need something to do with it. So that's why we kind of created this content contest. That, well, that, that's awesome. Uh, you know, what we always saw in fishing is you got exposed to fishing by your dad or your uncle. Yeah. And if you didn't, you you never got exposed to fishing. We're seeing kids at the Bass University classes that their parents have no idea how to fish. Yeah. Because of things like uploaded fishing, because they're seeing this stuff on YouTube and it's exciting them about fishing. And they're, they're just like you said, Shay, they're going out and buying their first rod and reel, and and maybe two generations of their family have never been fishing before. Yeah. It's it's What's ex- cool about it is you'll see a huge growth because now that that person, when they get older, will be taking their kids, you know, so you see an exponential growth where these non-anglers start to fish and then they'll spread it the way it's always been spread to the rest of us. So my dad, he's a two-time Federation State Champion here in Alabama. I was very, very fortunate to be born into it, but, you know, there's a lot of these kids that would love to do it that just don't know anything about it, so... Yeah. Now we're starting a brand new season on uploaded fishing, and John Cruz missile baits. Missile baits is February's missile baits month, if I'm if yeah. I'm correct. Yeah. Get a little right. get a little extra for filming and catching with a missile bait. And to be honest with you, if you want to catch, make the catching part easier. It's kind of easier if you put the missile baits on there. Right. <laughs> so. It, it, yeah, real tight. <laughs> makes it a little easier. <laughs> it does make it easier. It does yeah. make it easier. Shay, there's um, a lot of our viewers and listeners right now. They're at home and they're chomping on the bit. You know that they're they may be you know 
10 years old to 30 years old to, to 80, and they're saying, man, this is this is awesome. I'm already filming content. You know, mm-hmm. They're already doing it. How can they, if they're watching and they didn't participate last year, how can they do it? How can they compete and upload it fishing? Well, we actually, in honor of the show, uh, the first tournament, the first Open, we call them Uploaded Opens, uh, wasn't supposed to start until February the 1st. We started it today. Uh, you can go out and start competing right now. So all you got to do is go to uploadedfishing.com. You look on there for the different sponsors. we got a whole calendar. You can start preparing content for the whole season that way by looking at the calendar. Um, you don't have to catch your fish during the month of the competition. You just have to upload your content. So all you got to do is go to uploadedfishing.com, find the sponsor, find some company that you already like, some company you want to try out. It's all product-based. So you go on there, and there's different uh, different categories. You can win a $200 gift card to MissileBaits.com and $500 gift card to Fit Show Rods. And you can even qualify for the video of the year, which is like our angler of the year, where at the end of the year we give away a fully rigged $40,000 bass boat. So the thing's got power poles, electronics, and 150-horse Mercury Pro XS. It's a wow. Triton TRX-189. And we really, you know, we could have kind of skimped on things and tried to just – give away $1,000 or something like that. Instead, we said, you know, we want to really give away the thing that represents freedom to me, to, to a guy walking the bank or to a kid or to anybody. It's worth more than $40,000 to somebody that doesn't have a boat, you know. Yeah. And, uh, that grand idea of giving away a boat is what we wanted to do. So that's what we did through, through the help of our partners, our first-year sponsors and our second-year sponsors like John. You know, without that help, we couldn't do it. So all you got to do is real simple. Is just go to uploadfishing.com and and uh, whenever you get your video built using your product, you know, you show cast the catch and uh, it's bass only for right now. And then you upload the content to the website and then you're done. You know, we'll we'll select the top ten and then put them up for a public vote and then uh, you see who wins. So it's it's monthly. You know, each month it's different sponsors and and that's pretty much uh, the sum of it. Wow, that's awesome. Now, I, I want to know, you know, coming from a guy that's really been on the forefront of, of doing this, give give guys out there, they're, they're watching right now, they're listening, they're saying, man, I can, I can do this. I'm already doing it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to start doing this. Give them some tips on how to create a winning style, style video. Give them some tips. Really? One of the things we've seen a lot of in in the world of GoPro and point of view cameras so far, you see a lot of music videos. You know, it's hard to get good audio, so guys will just take a popular song and put fish catches to it, and that's cool. But that's not really what we're looking for. We want to we want you to tell a story with your edit. We want uh, because at the end of the day, like we uh, we'll give some of this content to the sponsors. Last year, Shannon and John they built a. Uh, highlight reel for iCast using some of the content, some of your content, Ike, and then some of John's catches, and it was a good mixture of professionals and amateurs, and it, it kind of brings everybody in at the same time, where that kid walking the bank can walk, watch another guy walk to the bank catch a fish, and he says, I can do that too, so, you know, we, we want those good stories, we want content, we want, want it where uh, you're talking about what you're using, we want you to give how-to tips, you know, relative to the products, and and really kind of dive into, you don't want it to be an infomercial, but you also want some content relative to the to the products. And, um, you know, multiple points of view, that's always great. 
Uh, one of my favorite point of views is a hat cam because you are always looking at the action. If you hear a fish jump, you're going to turn and look. You know, if you're fighting a fish in, you're going to look down. So with these GoPros and other point of view cameras now, they're so light and you can wear them pretty easily. And uh, and they last, you know, you can get a GoPro Hero 4, Hero 5 session to last, you know, two and a half, three hours. And with the camera cards as big as they are now, you can easily let the card run the whole time. So... You know, multiple point of views is good. Uh, don't make it a music video. Make it, you know, put some kind of story to it. And uh, one of the greatest videos we had last year, we had Darian Craig win with a spectacular edit. edit. And then uh, we had uh, Mikey Balls finish second. And, for instance, a good story, he throws out there and he catches one. He's really cranking down on, a, I think it was a 10XD. He's fighting the fish in, fighting fish in. When he gets to the boat, it's a 10-pounder and a 2-pounder. Wow. And he actually gets both the fish in, and it's just a, an epic moment. You know, yeah. that's what we want to capture is in moments. And uh, the excitement, you can't you can't manufacture it and you can't duplicate it. You know, you can't replicate it later on. It's not a staged shot. It's real. And that's what we love so much about it is you, with these point-of-view cameras, you can capture that real moment, you know. Yeah, that, that's yeah. awesome. Now, I, I, I want to switch it up and talk to you about the other side of it, which is – you you receive thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of digital content, and I I I don't know I just I'm closing my eyes of picturing it being like America's Got Talent or The Voice <laughs> to where you're critiquing these things and some of them are just really really bad awful, awful. and they think they're good you know what I mean like is it yeah. hard being in that situation like do you feel like Simon Cow sometimes <laughs> yeah. or Paul Abdul. <laughs> feel like president trump you know you're fired but uh it's uh, it's, it's grabbing uh, by the fish yeah it's a weird situation i mean you know you don't want to be hard on the kid because they're trying so you just want to really give them tips and that's why we have on the site we have how to film we actually have two sections that we're going to start populating contents how to film and how to fish and the idea of uploading fishing is fish film and win so how to fish how to film and how to win are different sections on our site and on how to film, we're giving tips out to where kids can make their videos better. And uh, and that's what it is. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we want all participants to try. You know, uh, we want them to get better as they do it. But uh, but everybody's welcome. And we saw some videos that, you know, weren't that good win a lot of stuff last year. So don't think that you're not good enough to do it. You know, go out and, and participate. And, uh, like, there's a, there's a, a whole section this year where we're using our apparel, like this hat, shirt, the shirt Ike's wearing. Um, you know, I got them all right there on the on the table. And uh, you go to uploadafish.com, you can buy your gear. All year this year, Tackle Warehouse is sponsoring a category where it's best fish catch wearing our gear. So cool. you can go out and catch a fish on anything, you know, wearing, wearing one of our shirts and send it into the site, and you can win. There's first, second, third, fourth, and fifth places in every – every month for that category so it's 50 dollars gift cards for first and second and 25 25 and 25 for third fourth and fifth tackle warehouse gift cards I and mean, that's like you know candy on halloween wow you know, i'm a big boy i know something about candy on halloween so, <laughs> so, that that's awesome uh, you know, tackle warehouse is, is sweet stuff so that that's awesome that's, i i want to oh. go back and talk about that camera being a fly on the wall and it it is and john i want to corner you has has there ever been a moment that you captured or bass captured that you wish they didn't capture you know you had to take an emergency dump or Uh, anything like that (laughs) 
I mean, the, to me, the emotions are are what you is hard to control in certain moments. You know, whether you hook a hook a big fish and it comes off, and you know, there's just a lot of emotions coming through you, and you don't know what led up to that. You know, I had a, I had an event, and I'm I'm sure Shay will back me up on this because he did a lot of the video editing for me this year. And at Texoma, I had I had a really tough event. I lost a pile of fish that first yeah. day, and it destroyed me emotionally. And I, I can't remember. I mean, a couple of those fish, I just I lost my shit, man. I just <laughs> totally lost it. And uh, I, like it was tough just to because I knew I was that the deal that deal was going away in that area and. Uh, Man, it was just hard. It was hard to deal with, and that—that's—that's that's the the toughest part. I mean, the stuff that happens crazy, you know, like having to take a smash on the boat or whatever—that's just—it's par for the course. Yeah. But it's the emotions that you that you can't control that are the toughest. Yeah. To. Um, yeah, to, to kind of deal with. Well, I, I I can back that up, Pete. The emotions being a tough part because I, <laughs> I mean, I, there's been some flagpoles. And yeah, various yeah. Well, I, I want to, and I think this is the first time I'm actually telling it live. <laughs> and I would like to, dogs. Well, they captured that. <laughs> but I'd like or, to tell the life seminar rooms. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> there's there's ruined things all over the country. But I want to tell this story real quick, and this is a true story, and it's the classic that Randy Howell won. On Gunnersville, and I had one of those practices where I knew I was I was on the winning fish, but I was getting like five to seven bites a day. We talked about this, yep. John. Yep. Going in, I knew it was going to be that deal. I had a tough first day, but I still caught 15, 16, you know, in the mix, sorta. And I I just need to land these fish the second day, and the first one comes off, and the second one comes off, and the third one comes off. I finally land one. And the day's gone on, I get a fourth bite, it comes off. And it was just one of those days, and it was just building and building and building. I make an area change, I get to a new area, I finally hook a giant on a on a, a lipless bait. And I get it all the way to the boat, and I look, and it's hooked good, man. It's freaking choked. I can't even see the bait. And all of a sudden, it just comes off. And it was a fly in the wall, because I forgot sort of that camera was even there. And I just lost it, man. I could not take it. I can't remember. I, I probably cursed. I probably threw my rod and bottom boat. But then I went to kick. I went to kick the windshield. And at that moment, like my leg was already in momentum, I realized that the GoPro was there. And I booted it like a soccer ball right off the windshield. <laughs> and the thing just went... But it stayed connected because it was plugged into a cigarette lighter. So, I don't know, it was probably like a month month later, I get Bass actually tracked me down. And, like, you know, because the GoPro unit was destroyed and all that. But they sent me the footage, you know, <laughs> as, you know, like, okay, look, Mike, here's what you did. You can't deny it. It's on film. I'm like, yeah, yeah I that did. That would be. That would be my foot right there kicking that GoPro into the water. That but footage is gold. Where's that at? I know. Well, it is gold. But they find me out the wazoo for that, so I never really used the footage. You gotta Maybe use I should have. You paid for it. I paid for right. it. Maybe I should go back and and, and put that on. Yeah. 
It might go viral. It's YouTube well, gold. Yeah. It might be YouTube gold. I could get so many more haters from that. I'm curious. I'm curious. We know. We know what a Mike Iaconelli meltdown looks like. <laughs> We've seen that a few times. I'm wondering what a JC meltdown looks like. Is the GoPro going flying? Rods breaking? No, not that. But there's um, words invented <laughs> that are beyond cuss words that get that get to be had. And uh, I mean, it's just. It's just watching a man's will get broken down oh, on yeah. the front of the boat. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough, man. Tough that, to give that, that up. He's pretty that's good because I yeah. have to look at all the video and and edit. You know what Shay gets, and he, he's pretty good. Like he he doesn't break anything. You can see the frustration. You can hear yeah. the cuss words and you know whatever. Not bad. Yeah. Not too Kinda. bad. Kind of. Shay, Shay, without giving any names, can you go back and think of some amazing, uncontrollable, weird things that you've seen over the years going On, through that footage? Oh, you've seen tons, too. Give, give oh, us man, give that's... us, give us some dirt. You know, I've gone through I think three years of that stuff and you get you know, a thousand hours of tournaments, so uh, it's a lot of stuff to look at, but I, really and truthfully, one of the moments that spoke to me more than the outburst was uh, man, Jason Christie. I remember at Seminole, you, you watch a guy, he hooks a 10-pounder, you know, day one, early in the morning. He's fighting the fish in, the fish is tail walking out there, and, I mean, he says 10, it's a 10. And Jason doesn't get I mean, he's pretty laid back. He doesn't get excited. He doesn't just run his mouth. So he's fighting the fish in, and it gets it right to the trolling motor. It comes off. And you just see this, what is he, like 6'2", six, 6'3"? He just crumbles onto the front deck and falls. And, uh, you know, you sit there and you watch a guy who just pretty much lost the tournament from that point forward. There's no overcoming a 10-pound loss. Yeah. You know, you might be able to, but day one, just emotionally and just weight-wise, it's so hard to come back from something like that against the competition you're against. Yep. So he just crumbles on the front deck, and I just watch him lay there, and I'm thinking, God, look away. I can't watch this, you know. Yeah. And then uh, he just lays there for about – 10 seconds and he gets up and he never said a word. He just went back to casting. And that was really the, the reboot time on you guys is what blows my mind. You know, <laughs> it, whether it's a cuss out, you know, just a pitch in a fit or whether it's just somebody like that that just wants to sit down and cry, you know, you, you just get started back and you just, you brush it off. Maybe not in your head. I know it's a lot harder there, but just getting up and casting again that quick and getting back at it, you know, you know, you've got a job to do and it's a, uh, it's pretty impressive, but that's the thing to me with those GoPros, just all the emotion, both sides of it. Yeah. Now, I, I, I think GoPros and and that style of, of filming is growing the sport. But are there negative ramifications, do you think, Shay, to oh, yeah. to a GoPro in the tournament world? Oh, yeah, for sure. And I always took care of my guys. Like, I always went to bat. You know, there was a few times where I got overruled and, and some of the higher-ups said we're using this content, but... I'd go to a guy because, you know, at the end of the day, y'all have to deal with me. You know, you had to deal with me directly. I was the one that was burning you if you got burned, and I didn't want to do that. And, I mean, I built some great relationships with y'all while I was out there, and I had a great time, and Bass afforded me that, you know, through working with them. But, um, but there are definitely times, whether it's a bait, a spot, whatever. I mean, you know, you get burned quick and easy, and those GoPros see everything. They're 270-degree views. So, you know, if there's a tower out there two miles away, that's going to be just sticking out like a sore thumb, you know. And I had a lot of guys asking, you know, don't run this, don't run that. And 
and you think then are you showing favoritism to a certain angler well every angler doesn't have a gopro on his boat either you know so it's not right to burn them i, I don't like for the media side of things to affect the tournament and you can't help that you know with bassmaster live and everything else now it's it's really something you can't help it has to happen even if it's just a photo gallery at the end of the day there's no way to keep the media side from affecting it but i like to limit it as much as possible when it came to the gopro world and we we'd still get tons of great content you know there was no reason to burn the guy that that it would burn you know so there's definitely there's definitely a negative to it yeah, yeah. uh shape uh, r- real quick where i'm i just flicked on my instagram real quick here uh like live show instagram and saw a comment come through from dan roman i don't know who dan roman is uh says basically says shay wants to know about what was that deal at Sneaky Pete's at Louisville Lake in the pool? <laughs> Sneaky Pete's, Louisville Lake. Who's Dan Roman? That's a long time ago. I don't know. That's it's what not, we do. We go back here. There's a lot of question marks. It says in in the pool. <laughs> He's taking the fifth. <laughs> yeah, I don't really remember exactly what happened. Remember, uh, there were some good-looking girls. There was some guys drinking. I wasn't drinking at the time, but uh, I do remember some things going down. And uh, I remember a lot about Louisville and Sneaky Peaks. That we we used to have the college tournament, national championships out there. That boat US, and uh, that was the worst location to, or best location to have <laughs> a bunch of high, uh, college guys go and fish. Yeah. I mean, it was, well, anyway, there was a place called Twin Peaks, I remember, and it was pretty much a souped-up Hooters, and uh, it was awesome, and then we went there. It's a Hooters on plastic next surgery. Door place, <laughs> next door to that place, there was a place called uh, Redneck Heaven, and I'm thinking Cracker Barrel, you know. That's Redneck <laughs> and, uh, we go walking in there, and I'm, I'm that goon with his phone out, you know, texting while I'm walking in, and. I'm in the back of the line with my buddies, and I get in there, and I look up, and and uh, all the women in there weren't wearing clothes, but they weren't naked. It was anything but clothes goes week. And wow. so there was women wrapped up in, in uh, caution tape and first one thing or another, and I'm thinking, you know, this is this is not what I was expecting. And then I look over there, and this is Texas for you. I look over there, and there's a family of, like, 12 with, like, three little boys you know, seven, eight, and nine, just sitting over there, eating their meal, not even looking up, no big deal. I thought, man, where am I? But uh, Sneaky <laughs> Peach was a little bit more of the same. It was quite an interesting, uh, interesting Hell couple yeah. weeks out there. Wow, that's Sounds awesome. Fun. Sounds like something that would happen in Europe. Would have yeah, been a great place for a GoPro. Ne- heavy, yeah, would have been a great heavy place. nudity, Mike. Heavy nudity. Heavy nudity. Why don't we have an Ike Live edition where no clothes? Oh, that would be disgusting. Uh, Nobody would watch. <laughs> Everybody would instantly turn that show off. Uh, Rook, too. Uh, another comment came through about uh, you fish with Jordan Lee back in the Auburn yeah. days. Tell me a little bit about that. That did, did you see that coming? Did you did you see? Did you teach everything? Yeah. To him did that did he you knows? did you know that Jordan was going to be as good as he turned out being back then? I, I taught him everything he knows about women. <laughs> <laughs> no much. You know, but uh, but now Jordan, I actually went and recruited him at a high school tournament. Wow. Uh, we. Jordan won two BFLs on Gunnersville, which is one of the hardest places. I mean, they have five BFLs there. They have a whole 
league of BFLs only on guns will call it the choo-choo division. He won the one of the one days and a two day in the same year. And the kid was fishing three days a week in high school. And, uh, you know, we heard about him and we heard he was interested in Auburn. And I went down to a high school tournament. I remember it was uh, in Wetumpka on the Alabama river. And, uh, I went and talked to him there and I said, man, I'm about to be a senior going out and we had uh, club qualifiers. So you had to finish, you know, in the rankings to get the fish together. I said, man, I'm about to be going out a senior. You're coming in a freshman. Let's try to fish together. You know, let's try to make it one, two. And, uh, we ended up finishing first and second in the club and I edged him out barely. So that's the last time I beat Jordan Lee at anything. And, uh, he came to all my home lakes and just waxed our butts, you know, I remember on Lake Martin where I've been fishing at the time, I've been fishing there 20 years, you know, all my life. And he rolls in with a shad wrap and a muddy bank and catches a seven pounder on a lake that, you know, a 12 incher is hard to come by. And, uh, no big deal. That was, that was the thing about Jordan that really impressed me is it was no big deal ever. You know, he could go out and throw on the side of the interstate or throw in a mud hole and catch a fish. And, uh, I remember one time he had had a little recreational experience at a uh, tournament we were at the night before. And the next morning, recreational, recreational experience. You know, I like that. G rated. And uh, the next morning, we go out, and he's got the build ant seat on the front of the boat. We're in his boat, and um, he throws out there with a shaky head on Neely Henry and catches the big fish of the tournament. And the fish hooked itself. I mean, he's, he's barely awake. And uh, <laughs> I remember we pulled behind the bridge after that, power pole down, and both of us took a nap for about a half hour. So. And uh, Jordan, Jordan could catch fish anywhere, anytime. Y'all see it now, but he really is one of those guys that just has it, you know. I mean, there's 20 guys out there that could be just as good mechanically as he is, you know, 10 times more prepared, whatever. He's going to wax them. And he's just he's just all shucks kind of guy, you know, all no big deal, just eight-pounder. And uh, But, yeah, you could see it coming early on. and. He dominated in college. I mean, he and he just uh, he, he just did it again last month at uh, the Harris Chain. Caught up. What did he catch? A nine something. Yeah. Big yeah. fish of the tournament, I think. Nine wow. four. Biggest fish he ever uh, caught in his life. I just threw it out there and caught a nine. I wasn't sight fishing. Just threw it out there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. It, it's not a coincidence. He keeps doing that over mm-hmm. and over. Yeah, it's not dumb luck. That's for sure. Yep. He's got it. He's got the gift. Uh, let me remind everybody watching, you're watching Ike Live. We're talking to Shea Baker. Uh, we are, tune in with us later in the show. We're giving away a few uploaded T-shirts and hats when we start taking callers, Pete. So it's exciting. Uh, Shea, let them know one more time. We've got a ton of people watching and listening. They've got digital content. They want to enter this thing. They want to compete. How can they do it? Where should they go? How do they sign up? All right, you go to uploadedfishing.com. There's no registration. You don't have to be a member or anything. You just go out and you fish with the products that are on the site, and uh, each month's a different products. Go to uploadedfishing.com, build your video on your own time. You know, you got a month to submit it. Um, each month's different products. Then you upload it to the site, and we'll judge the video and put it up for a public vote. And then the winner wins gift cards to the different sponsors' sites, $500 here, $200 there. And at the end of it, video of the year, the best video we get all year wins a brand new bass or a fully rigged bass boat. We're actually running it all year this year. It's got two power poles, two nine-inch graphs, uh, 150 horse Mercury Pro XS. It's a 189 TRX Triton. So 
really excited to be the second boat we give away. We actually already gave away one boat for last year's video of the year winner. So mm. same boat and uh, Darren Craig won that. So, uh -huh. you know, before, before I get off, I don't know if we're winding down on my time here, but I want to, I want to definitely thank uh, all of our sponsors, you know, couldn't done, couldn't gotten this far without them. Get us Brandon. He helps me out a lot. Uh, PR guy. And then uh, David Hammett, he's an investor. That partnered up with me on this thing and and without those people you know this will be a whole this wouldn't be possible i mean it wouldn't even be harder it'd be impossible so i think we got a great idea here and we're getting it off the ground and Ike, i appreciate you guys having us on and john i appreciate y'all support and uh really really excited about you know the 2017 season that's awesome that's well awesome. and we'd love Definitely. to keep in touch with you is it okay shay if we uh We'd love to see the winner of the Missile Baits Month. We'd love to get that video and get you back on to talk about it a little bit. Could you do that with us? Sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. And keep your eye out for really terrible video coming your way from our very own producer, Brian, Brian the Carpenter. Carpenter. <laughs> he's looking for a new boat, and he's really bad at these videos. So keep your eye out for one. But, hey, him. but he catches big fish. He does catch big fish. Because he's been sending me and Shannon videos of him catching giants. That's right. On the shockwave, so you might you might see that video soon, and if you do, all about that shockwave, yeah. vote for it. Yeah. All about all that shockwave. All, all about that shockwave. Shay, thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Shay Baker, Thank everybody. Thank you, Shay. Good luck. Uploaded fishing, really cool Upload. concept, dude. Cool concept. It's it's, it's t extremely innovative. Yeah. Totally. There's nothing like that out there, yeah. mm -hmm. and it's easy to do. Yeah, easy to do. You can edit edit the video on your phone. Yeah, you don't have to have any kind of editing software or any nice computers like Shannon has. You can just have your phone, edit it there, put some music to it. Yeah, or not, doesn't matter. Yeah, just make it real. Make it a real experience. A real story of that day of fishing. That's right. Put the yeah. people with you. And throw and a shockwave. You're good. Yeah, I, I love it, Pete. I, I love the concept of this. It's getting new people involved. Uh, it, it, crazy, crazy. When Shay told me about this, I knew I knew he was doing this before he launched it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, he told. In fact, he told me. I think we were at the classic, and he came up to me and told me the concept. And I'm like, dude, this is this is a cool. This is game changing. This is a cool concept. It is. I think it's awesome. I think I'm going to participate. You should. You know, yep. I'm, I'm fishing with a lot of on water training customers. And Start filming we, it. We, Pete. we capture a lot of cool stuff. Uh, I'll have to enter some of those contests. You should. Get my yeah. guys involved. You should. Right. Awesome, awesome, cool site. Uh, listen, Brian DeCarpenter, correct me if I'm wrong, we're going to take a little break. Yep, when yep. we come back, hang in there with us, because when we come back, we're going to be doing some callers. We're going to be doing some questions. We're going to be giving away some of these prizes. we got a giant bag of Brian DeCarpenter missile baits. No, we, we don't. Who the hell you are? thing. Uh, hang in there with us. Shannon's going to play fiddle. <laughs> Shannon's going to play the fiddle. We're also going to be doing a MTV unboxing Excellent. live to music. Never done before. Woo! We're going to be doing that when we come back. Hang in there with us. Ike Live. We'll be right back.